Welcome back to a long-awaited return of the Krusty Cast. Kind of went through some technical difficulties, as in um, my whole operation, a.k.a. my laptop, with everything on it. A couple of episodes that were supposed to be released is uh, is no longer with us in the um, real world. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, You know, I'm a real person, too. You know, this is a small, small operation. So we're back with the, uh, the one and only. Kenneth the Grand and his uh, monumental intros. Kenny, why don't you go ahead and say something? <laughs> Thank you for having me, and uh, we will get through the technical difficulties together. <laughs> so, Kenny, I mean, it's it's been a, a long time since we've had one of these podcasts. Obviously, you you know you're you're basically the co-host at this point. Um, what what you been up to? Um, yeah, I've been busy. We've been doing a lot of ice fishing lately, and that's been going pretty good. And also been taking my dog for a walk in the state forest, trying to find turkey sign and sheds and anything else I can find. Deer rubs. I found some fresh rubs lately that have been, you know, juicy with just the sap coming out of them. They're so fresh. Just juicy. Yeah. So, of course, I had to mark those, you know. And uh, you took me ice food. We went ice fishing one time. It didn't, uh, didn't turn out the best, but uh, we, we got our exercise drilled a couple holes. I fell on the ice a couple times. And, uh, and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I drilled a lot of holes this season. And you just have the uh, the manual auger, so man, you, your shoulders, man. Oh yeah, by, the end, of, by the end of the season, I look like Popeye walking around, <laughs> just huge biceps. Yeah. Um, what about your ice fishing? Any luck? What was your uh, what what were some of your better days? Uh, something that happened this year that usually doesn't happen is I caught a crazy amount of bass. I usually don't catch bass at all, but for some reason, I was just catching a lot of them this season. I'm not quite sure why. And I also caught a huge catfish, which was a first for me. Almost had to drill a double hole to get it out. Oh, yeah. Didn't you send us a picture of that or whatever? Yep. And also uh, quite a few pretty nice sunfish, too, and bluegill. So, Yeah, I see. I'm not a huge ice fishing guy. I think I've said it once or twice on this podcast. Um, but not a huge ice fishing guy. Went out with Kenny one time in a shanty. Had a good time. Couldn't complain about it. It was nice and warm in there, but... uh. Definitely, um, I still don't think I'm sold to go buy a shanty yet. <laughs> well, uh, we'll cross that bridge maybe when the when the weather turns around and gets more steady. But um, hell, Kenny, last time we talked, a couple episodes that got lost um, were from back back during deer season. Tell folks about deer season, man. I mean, uh, y- you were up there. You had your saddle harness on, or your your saddle hunting all, the whole time. You were doing a bunch of scouting. Did you get did you get anything? So deer season came and went. Um I ended up doing a lot of scouting. I ended up doing some saddle hunting, but just about the time school rolled around, my schedule just I, I just had some classes I just could not miss and I really didn't get that much time in the woods. Dude, I'm I'm telling you what, I'm in my last we're both in our last semester, right? You're in your last semester? Yeah, and I ended up buying a fall turkey tag too and never even got time to, you know, try to pursue that, so no, but going back to the school thing, man, I, I'm working full time trying to finish up my last semester here at Toledo, you know, TOL. And it's thought, you know, last semester would not be busy at all. Man, I was wrong. I, sometimes I'm like, okay, I need to um, skip my homework to actually go and have a life, aka go fishing or hunting. I definitely skipped and made some time for waterfowl, but it's. It's insane. I'm I'm kind of nervous for the spring because 
last semester before I kind of start my big boy job and hopefully um, I want to get out there and, and try to try to hammer down on some fish and have a have a good last spring season before the real world starts to kick my ass. Yeah, I decided that I was going to take school real seriously this semester and, you know, really try to do good and finish strong. And it's really had an impact on my schedule with just time I have to get outside. But anyway, um, you had a lottery hunt, I know, and I'm not sure if this was on the episode prior, but um, you went out to the lottery hunt. I know you, you kept giving me updates, but sadly you didn't get anything. And uh, I, which, I apologize which lottery, if hunt, which lottery hunt are you talking about? The the deer, you. the deer one. Oh, the deer one. Okay. Apologize if I'm you know spinning the record again on this one. I I really can't remember what was on the last episode. I guess as a host, I didn't do my due diligence to check. But uh, talk about your deer lottery hunt. That's a pretty cool experience. So I had a deer lottery hunt, and it was a small piece of property. It was only about six and a half acres, and I started on the outside saddle hunting, and I was slowly working my way into a bedding area that I found. Uh, uh, e-scouting on onyx i figured that's where they're betting and that's where all the trails were heading into also i gotta say i finally like i bought onyx instead of just using the free trial and so worth it so worth like yeah, 15 20 20 a year or whatever it is so worth it and this was one of the areas where they have the 3d ability where you can look in 3d and you know kind of like see the trees and everything not oh, just that's cool yeah. so i started on the outside started slowly working my way in and i was just hunting anytime i had you know, a break where I could get out there from school. And I was slowly working my way in. I had some does pass right underneath me and I passed them up because there was a pretty nice buck and a decent buck that were, I saw multiple times in the binoculars crossing the property. And one of the times they were fighting right next to me, but they just never came in range. They were in kind of a thicket. So I was slowly moving my way into the center to where they were bedding and I was catching them you know, just before the sun went down, you know, that last few minutes of light. And I just ran out of time because you only had, you know, you only had, I think it was 18 days is what was the. Yeah, as I was say, you were, you were like, oh, it's my last day in the lottery hunt. And I was like, dang, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. And I went out there that last morning and um, the division that was running it was driving trucks through the woods. So it kind of ruined my last. Oh, why were they driving trucks to the woods? Just spook deer up, or they have a they have a operation, agriculture operation that they're still using. That's right on the side of that piece of property, so they got to drive through to get out. So yeah, they kind of had to, I guess. Then yeah, but yeah, definitely sucks for you. Um, we uh we ended up getting those those park permits, and we 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 never went once. Kenny got all got all excited. Um. Because we, we were going to try to go deer hunting together once or twice. I mean, I have climbing stands, but, man, I haven't been deer hunting in maybe two, two, three years now. And told me about this opportunity to get some park park permits. And we were like, oh, let's do it. You just had to send in a check, and you got your permit. Ended up getting the permits, tried to schedule a date, and just never worked out. And I was like, yeah, I wasted 10 bucks, but oh, well. Did you yeah, ever I even – you I, didn't make it out there any? No, and I was I was totally planning on going out there at least once throughout the season just to check it out, and I just never got time. Same with me. It just, we had one weekend, I think, that we had time with. We made the reservation and then could, couldn't go. Yeah, that was the thing about it. You had to make a reservation before you could hunt there, and you couldn't just schedule it online and look to see when there was available times. You had to call every time to the office to schedule, and that was – Kind of why I just never really was sure exactly if I would have time or not. Yeah, I definitely have to get onto more of those lottery hunts this season and, and start um start applying for them. I only applied for two last season and didn't get any. That um that 
that that that that that that that trout farm castelli hatchery their their lottery's up right now so i'm probably gonna try to sign up for that that was that was a good time but yeah i definitely gotta get on that lottery hunt and and kenny got you got lucky enough how many did you apply for this year i'm not really sure but i did win a lottery hunt for ducks at out at mcgee's marsh and we ended up doing pretty good got some ducks and some geese that day so how was that all set up because, I mean, I've never been on a, on a waterfowl lottery hunt. So there's different kinds, but the one that we won, um, they just notify you. And they there's like a lottery also for a blind. So you're assigned a blind. And then transportation's on your own. So you got to bring a boat to get to the blind. And then there's little canals that you run up and down these canals. And there's a map. Of course, they give you a map. They tell you where to park. And then they say, you know, you get from first light. You can hunt from first light till 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So. You go out there, your blinds all set up, you know, uh, some of them have a bank that you have to get up and they have rollers so you can run your boat on the rollers up over the bank to get Oh, that's in. just cheating. That's yeah, just so it, nice. It was pretty nice though. <laughs> so you get out there and, you know, set up your decoys and then, you know, your blinds there. It's not a real big blind, but you know, it's better than nothing. So. Yeah. It's right, right next to the public marshes that people are sky blasting when they're not even like, they're barely visible up in the clouds and you, someone will shoot at them. We went, we went out to the marsh. Um, when I went out to the marsh a couple times. Uh, first time I went out uh, with my buddy Eric and Austin, or not Austin, just my buddy Eric, uh, his buddy Cope, and um, we did pretty. We didn't. Okay, sorry, I'm backtracking. I'm didn't have too much luck this waterfowl season, so it, me doing pretty good is, is seeing a bunch of stuff. <laughs> but um, no, we saw a bunch of birds. Um, nothing was really committing into decoy spreads. Shooting all day, flight all day, bunch of geese, um, but Sally, nothing, nothing to commit. Group of swans started coming <laughs> at us, and you know I'm sitting there like, holy shit, those geese are are real low coming at us. And then like a, a millisecond later, I was like, ah, those are swans. But before I had that thought and could say it out loud, of course, everybody I was with was like, dude, those are fucking swans, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to shoot those. Yeah, definitely don't want to shoot those. Um. But yeah, how, what did you end up getting on, on that trip? So that lottery hunt was kind of crazy because it was in December and in the morning it was 70 degrees when we got there. And by the time we left at one o'clock, it was 30 something degrees. That's so, a huge temperature it, drop. And it was windy when we left. So their ducks were flying low and they were looking for somewhere to land. But we actually had to end up leaving a little bit early just because it was getting so unsafe to get back because... um we decided to take electric trolling motor because we we're going to try to get in there as quiet as we can. And, you know, you're really only talking like inches of water. So you're not worried about waves, but by the time we got out, there was all kinds of waves running up down the canal. Cause it was like 70 <laughs> mile an hour winds. So, but we did pretty good. We got, I think we got three mallards, uh, three geese and a few other assortment of just, a, a, you know, different mixed bag. Of, yeah. Mixed bag of other stuff. Yeah. And, um, I think I had the most luck this season out, out on the lake um it's only my second year waterfowl hunting um it's kind of just grew a huge passion for it and um don't have too many great spots yet but we have i have this decent spot on the river for when everything else freezes over and i mean you've been there we got been duck hunting out there a couple times but it's really only good when you know when the ice forms and we got two mallards to come in my in our spread one time me and my buddy austin and they came in our spread, and they were on the. I was on the left in my blind, and my buddy Austin was to the right of me. Came in on the right and gave him a clear shot. He missed, so I jumped up, 
to shoot. He didn't even see the second one. I jumped up to shoot. I missed too. And so we both just sitting there like, we're not telling a soul. Sorry, Austin. Telling everybody on the podcast now. <laughs> uh, but other than that, went to Lake with my buddy Nate and Eric um, and, his, and his dad. They, you know, thank them a lot for taking me out and giving me that experience. But um, the lake was fun. Diver hunting. Oh, diver hunting's fun. Divers don't taste the best, but I got that new shotgun. And the first day I got it, I got to go out diver hunting with them or or it was the day after I got it, whatever. Got to go out diver hunting with them, and I think I shot like 40, 45 times. <laughs> Divers are fast, man, and I was not used to it. Uh, then we went out a couple more times, and I got, I, I got a good, good amount of divers this season. Uh, my buddy um, Nate ended up getting a, a golden eye, which is actually a pretty, pretty cool bird. Um, but yeah, divers, not, not too good. Cooked on, in like a pan, but smoked pretty good. Pretty good smoked. And didn't you, um, you had a recipe uh, for, for goose that you tried, didn't you? You got a couple geese at your lottery hunt, right? Yeah, I got a couple geese, and uh, there's a recipe in the Meat Eater cookbook, the new one that just came, well, I guess it's not that new. It came out two or three years ago, but they got a really good recipe in there for goose pastrami where you brine it and then smoke it, and it, I mean, it was really good. It really does taste like, like normal store-bought pastrami. I mean, if that's what you're going well, for. Well, do you but... want normal store-bought or do you want better? No, this is better. You, know? <laughs> you said it just tasted like normal store-bought. Well, man. I mean like it tasted <laughs> like pastrami is what I meant. You know, you know what I meant. So how, what was that? Was it like an easy recipe to follow or was it? Yeah, so what you do is there's a brine. There's a special, there's actually two recipes. The first one is for the brine. So you take it and you take the goose breast and you put it in a vac bag in with the brine and you vac it with the brine and it pulls some of the moisture out and then mixes with like the salts and stuff that you put in there and you leave that in your fridge for three days then you cut the vac bag open and you rinse it off and you pat it dry and then you there's like a seasoning that you put on it too kind of like a more of like a pastrami seasoning like a dry rub deal kind of it's got like coriander i think and thyme and stuff in it yeah a lot of seasonings and then you smoke that and then that's pretty much it. You just slice it up, you know, as thin as you can if you want to make a sandwich, or you can cut it into thick jerky pieces if you just want to eat it like that. But it doesn't get hard and it doesn't get dry. Man, look at this little Martha Stewart over here. <laughs> I try. Well, what were you saying to me? Ice fishing? go, man, I could go for a pastrami sandwich on rye with a little bit of mustard. So you kept you kept saying that Dude, over. I was there. thinking about it out there. I was thinking, damn, I don't know why I didn't bring this and throw some of it on the Mister Buddy and make some sandwiches or something. You know, I ended up getting um getting lucky towards the end of end of waterfowl season duck season ended uh sadly just got divers still no mallards for me and my waterfowl career which next next season uh we're, we're getting we're getting mallards but the river spot i was just talking about came in clutch went out there a couple times with the ice uh one time you know talking going back to school i was sitting at home doing a project for my investment class get a text message from the landowner he goes where are you at sends me a picture of just hundreds of geese like feet from where we set up and i'm like are you kidding me and i'm like i need to get this project done today but the geese are there right now so i give them a call I say, hey when do the geese come in so i was like if they've been there all night then they might fly away to roost by the or to feed by the time i get there he goes no nah, they just came in uh, then he goes i was just about to say another picture another flock just came in too and i was like all right i'm on my way so I texted uh, my other buddy Ben Scooter. I text. I called you too, Kenny. But uh, you know, you had better things to do, obviously, than to shoot geese. <laughs> yeah, jump shoot some geese. I was a little busy. <laughs> um, drove out there, and they were all just 
you could tell they were migratory birds. As, as soon as they saw us, they were just hooting and hollering, standing up, waiting to waiting to fly off. So we kind of tried to sneak down there as best we could in the floodplain of the river. And mind you, it's it's ice and snow and everything. So the floodplain is all you know. It's I'm sure you guys can picture it: snowy floodplain on a river with ice on the water. They saw us and they instantly just started getting up, honking and everything. And we we took a couple steps. I was like, Ben Scooter. Or this is going to be fast. We're going to probably get there, and they're going to fly, and we just got to try to pick one and shoot. So he was he's newer than I am, and so I, we walked out there, and they all started getting up. So I just I took three more giant steps, shouldered my gun, and was able to, to drop one. Sadly, didn't, and didn't drop it right away. It went and flew over to another iceberg, and then I was like, okay, well, I'm not just going to leave it wounded, because all the other geese flew away. It was the only one on the iceberg only one in the river in that section of the river so i was like definitely wounded it water shell in the spot let's go get it so i started walking over to it and it swam out in the middle of the river and i was like sick it was swam closer to me in the middle of the river so i had to do less walking well i ended up hitting this thing another like six times and every time i hit it it just looked like you can tell if you hit something if you miss something every time i hit this thing it looked like it was just keeled over and dead and then it would get back up and swim away Eventually, I ran out of shells. I only brought a couple shells with me because we were going to have, like, one opportunity for this. So I had to just, it was a foot race between me and this goose. I ended up chasing it, grabbed it, and finally finally got it. And I, I might not be a too PG for this next part, but, you know, you do what you do, and you try to put an animal down humanely and not just let it suffer. So I rang its neck, and I was exhausted. And I was like, all right, I'm going to let this goose float down with me because I'm exhausted. The the damn goose gets back up after I wrung its neck and swims away again. So I'm in another foot chase with this goose. And I was like, oh, my God. So we got it. We ended up getting it, brought it back, and that was, that was a hassle. So that was the first goose of the season. And, Kenny, I know you've heard that story already, but I still, I'm, I'm still just shocked at how resilient that goose was. And then, Kenny, you were with, you were with me in the last, um, last day of goose season. What you, would you think of the last day of goose season? Yeah, I was just going to say, I, that's one thing I don't really like about the river that I like about other spots is that when you hit something in that current, I mean, you can lose it pretty quick. You got to get on it pretty quick. Yeah, it was, it, the day that I got that first goose, the current was like maybe half of when we went that last day. I think it just has to do with how much ice buildup there is, because uh, usually that, like you go duck season, and that spot of the river maybe goes up mid-calf, but then with all the ice dams and everything, it was up to like our, our waist and moving pretty quick. Yeah, well, that's one thing about the summertime is you don't mind if you get a little, you know, a little bit wet. But that day that I went with you, uh, what was that day the last, se- last, last day, day of the season? Last day of the season, yeah. Yeah, it was three degrees the day that we went out there. It was pretty cold. It was a cold day, but, man, we three saw. Three degrees and windy, yeah. We saw a ton of birds, though. No, I had a lot of fun doing that, though. I was a little upset you didn't take the trek. Uh, we had, I had to walk about, I don't know, three quarters to a mile upstream. Uh, staying on ice chunks and in the water to avoid you know, stepping on people's property. <laughs> and uh, there was just this island about a mile up from us that there was just literal thousands of geese. And I got close enough to it, and I was like, ooh, I, have, I had a shot. I had a shot at maybe 500 geese that were just hurtled there. But I was like, if I shoot one of these geese, it's going to fall down river, and I'm never going to get any of these geese. So I was... Thinking about what to do, thinking about what to do, and like clockwork, there was just a low flying, um, 
a low flying flock of geese that came right over me it would be like it would have been a, a good shot where I could have recovered the geese. Sadly, I'm not too good at uh, goose hunting yet, waterfowl hunting. Yeah, I missed. I only shot twice, but I missed. But it spooked up the thousands of geese on that island, and it was just. I mean, Kenny, you saw it. You saw it from a distance what it looked like. Yeah, it looked like a big cloud of mosquitoes in the summertime coming right at you when you step out of your truck. That's what it looked like. <laughs> I mean, I, I tell you what, I've never heard slang so quiet, but so, or let me say so muffled, but so loud at the same time with all those wings flapping. It was, it was pretty insane. But, Kenny, you didn't have any calls or anything. When, when you were back at our spot, what were you thinking? <laughs> I was thinking, you know what's going to happen is these geese are going to come land on my side of the river. And Lewis is not going to be able to run down here fast enough, and I'm going to just get a complete bag limit myself. Here. <laughs> but it didn't happen. Yeah, I was sprinting back down, and I stopped occasionally because I saw some flying low and because we had our spread. I think we only had three dozen decoys, and I'm not the best caller either. So two flaws. We didn't have, I don't think, enough decoys to get them to, to veer off of where they wanted to go and come to us. And secondly, I'm not that great of a caller. So lack of decoys, lack of calling experience. We couldn't pull the big flock, the bigger flocks. They knew where they wanted to go. Um, but there were some points where I was running back to Kenny, and I would just stop and just start calling for Kenny so that hopefully some of the geese would, would land with him and he could get a shot, but they didn't end up coming. And, and Kenny, why don't, you, uh, why don't you talk about the one that we missed? Well, we had, we had quite a few times where we would have a bigger flock and we would have two or three of them peel off, and they would you know, circle around like they want to come in. And they would act like they're coming in, you know, start coming lower and lower and lock their wings. And then right at the edge of the range, they'd make up, you know, they change their mind and pull up. So we had something that just wasn't a little bit, you know, they just didn't like it. It was a little bit wrong, but yeah, and they, we, we changed our spread. How many, what, three times? Yeah. And that last spread we had, uh, actually did the best for us having them more spread out than we did before, but it was kind of late in the day to, you know, see that many geese, but we did have one come in and. We both missed it, didn't we? Dude, we both unloaded and we both missed it at like I don't know, forty yards maybe. Yeah, I don't just know coming what straight at us. <laughs> I think, I don't know. Maybe I was shooting blanks or something. I don't know, but oh, you know what? Now I did give you blanks. Before, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I <laughs> no, I'll tell you what though. So it was we had a nice ice chunk, um, right right off the bank from where we were set up. So we were kind of set up right on the edge of the floodplain, and then the water would be heck in the summertime. We probably were, would be in the water. Um, you know, naturally where the uh, river goes, but with the ice on there and I just got, oh, I got three dozen of those, uh, 2d, uh, dive bomb industry, uh, silhouette decoys. I tell you what, those things, I don't know what you thought about them, Kenny, but they're carry three dozen of them in a bag, easy as could be. And we went up to the ice and they just pounded in the ice effortlessly. So we're like, you know. Mocking what the goose, the geese were doing everywhere else, sitting on the edge of the ice and everything near the open water. I was like, "Wow, this is this is perfect," but might not might not be too knowledgeable about goose spreads yet. Yeah, I thought that they looked those decoys looked really realistic. I mean, they were nice and they went in easy. But uh, something I thought about later is I think it might have helped us maybe if we could have had some full bodies sitting on the ice, or maybe if we could get some floaters on the edge of the ice. Oh yeah, definitely floaters would have helped us out just to get some some just in some, the water, like more depth. Because I think part of the reason too, and I don't know about this, but maybe if when they're flying over, when they look straight down, you know, they're not really seeing that much. It's only from when they're coming from the side. No, and it's it's best to like mix your 
you know, if you have silhouettes, kind of make the silhouettes on the center and put some full bodies out on the edges. Yeah, but so, I thought, you know, if we could have a full body or two or, you know, a couple of them just kind of moving in the current a little bit, I thought that would have been pretty Well, that that, nice. that would have helped, definitely. I mean, anything extra would have, would have probably helped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it would have hurt us. But, heck, we saw, man, we saw constant flight after we spooked that flock up for about, I don't know, because we spooked that flock up about 1030. Because I was like, I don't want to waste it. Or was it like 10? 9.30, 10? Yeah, it was like 9.30, I think. I was, I was like, I don't want to waste the last day and have every goose go to that big flock. So I was like, I'm taking the trek, walking down there, and trying to make something happen. And it ended up paying off. Uh, we saw constant flight to about 1 o'clock, which we've never seen, at least me, I've been there at that spot a lot. I've never seen flight after like 11, 11.30 at that spot. Maybe you get one or two, but... That's after, that's maybe one or two every two hours. So to see that many birds, we were like, man, we don't want to leave, but it's getting late. <laughs> yeah, we also saw a lot of ducks that day, and they just they just they were out of season, which is unfortunate. Yeah, though, yeah, we saw mallards, divers, some golden eyes. I mean, lesser and greater scalp. I mean, everything we saw, and it was. Most birds I've seen in one day like that close. You, know, you, you go to the lake and you'll see flocks of thousands you know, all day, but that close, oh, that was the most birds I've ever seen. When I did day. that lottery hunt, we would see huge flocks of, of mallards. Up, they're just up way high. They had no interest in even possibly coming down, but just like thousands of them. Yeah, and I still, you know, so I don't know what a mallard tastes like. Never had a mallard yet, but. Um. Oh well, going back to the goose. I mean, the the last day of goose season, we end we ended up getting getting another goose to come right into the spread. Same same way as the other one. And I I changed chokes to a tighter choke. I was using double B. I don't know. Were you, were you using two shot or what was I using? Yeah, I'm not sure. Great waterfowl hunter. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. I was using double B, but um, I got my chokes mixed up, and I don't know when I did, but I went and checked my choke, and it was a it was a pretty open choke. Uh, Remington have these weird names for it. It was it was based between um I don't know um so I changed it to just a straight modified choke, and that might have been done done the done the deed for me there. But I ended up that goose came in and and we dropped it, and just like the first goose I got, I had to chase this goose downstream about maybe quarter mile this time, and. I fell in the water. <laughs> did did you see me fall in the water or, or what? Yeah, I saw you fall in the water. I thought, man, I would not want to be him right now. <laughs> I went up to the edge of the ice trunk to try to grab this bird, and I just the ice broke, and I just went hands first. Luckily, no water in my waders, but had to you know had to sprint across the ice sheets to grab the bird. Only bad thing about hunting in the river, but we ended up getting it. And like Kenny made the goose pastrami, I ended up making goose jerky. Which, Kenny, sorry, I finished it yesterday and told you before the podcast. That's okay, it was my fault. <laughs> no, but I had two two geese in the season, made jerky out of it, and let me tell you what, it was probably the best jerky I've ever had in my life, and not, not just because I made it, it was like, it was better than beef, or go, uh, deer, sorry, better than deer jerky, and undoubtedly better than some beef jerky. There's some rubs, I used a hickory rub, so I mean, there's some flavors of beef or yeah, beef jerky. I liked a little more, but um, turned out honestly perfectly, and I'm. It, it made me wish that I would have gotten more more geese over the season. Um, but you were you were talking about mallards flying high, or I don't know if you still want to talk about that or not. 
Yeah, they were, um, you would see kind of two groups of ducks. Uh, you would see kind of, you know, smaller groups of maybe like five or six that were flying low over the lake looking for somewhere to go down in the marsh. And then you would see, I mean, big migratory groups of like thousands of them. And they're just like way higher. They look like dots out there. Oh, yeah. You know, they were going in. You know, they were migrating, going inland. They had no intention of coming down. But you'd see, I mean, every once in a while you'd find, you'd see that, you know, four or five of them out of that big group would maybe peel down, you know, like they were tired looking for somewhere to land. And then you'd have a chance to shoot those. But, you know, of the, we saw a lot of ducks, you know, just throughout that hunt, but only a small percentage of them would ever pay attention to where your, you know, your decoy spread. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how the lake was. You, you get set up on a good spot and you might not get this huge flocks, but you're going to get, if you go out to the lake, you're, you're seeing ducks in shooting range you know almost certain to say with that with that new tracker you got we we got to hit up the lake more with that thing the next season (laughs) sneak in some places and uh set up some decoys and and see what happens (laughs) yeah um like i was telling you though um before the podcast it's in storage right now i mean maybe we can get a different place to store store it but right now it's kind of surrounded by campers and those are you know they they wait for warmer weather that's warm enough yeah not for them. <laughs> warm enough for me not enough for them so and i mean kenny right now i mean waterfowl's over <clears throat> kind of went on our little soapbox about waterfall have to definitely do some editing and see where see where i rambled on but um it, you're um you just want scouting for turkey i know you're a huge turkey guy anything anything good come of that yeah so i got a spot in the state forest where i've seen quite a few turkeys quite a few different times i found feathers i found scratches there and so i figured i would go check it out because i my dog is you know i gotta walk him pretty much every day or he just is, becomes a huge pain he what kind of dog a, is it it's a, a australian cattle dog like a blue healer oh yeah so, so he's wound yeah, up he was bred to run so he, he's got to get his exercise so i take him out and do some scouting and you know look for antlers and stuff like that but i did find a scratch but other than that, you know, you're not going to see any turkeys walking with your dog through the woods. You know, they'll take off. Well, maybe if you were better at scouting, you would. Well, I should leave my dog is what I should do. <laughs> um, yeah, so you're pumped for, for turkey season. I know last season you got a, a really nice turkey, didn't you? Wasn't it, um, what was it called or something? Um, we talked about it once on this podcast already. I got one last fall. I didn't get one last spring. Um, if you... If you kind of look at the, what the DNR is doing in Ohio, the turkey populations are kind of way down. That's why they reduced the bag limit from two to one because we had those uh, two springs or two or three springs in a row where it was really, really a lot of rain, and that's bad for the turkey populations. Um, some of the poults can drown. Some of them can freeze to death just from being wet, and a lot of their nesting areas is just not habitable with that much water. So, um not making excuses, but I did not get one last spring. I did get one last fall. Um, so looking forward to hitting it hard this season. I'm planning on doing a lot more scouting than I did last season. You know, because, you know, if turkey populations are down, just looking for more spots that I can hunt. Yeah, I mean, that's the same thing I'm doing, um, hopefully, this summer, this spring, summer. Um, finding some more land, private land to hunt on, be it deer, duck turkey whatever you know if i get the land i'm gonna have it even started um thinking about getting um getting a lease potentially just to have a good place to hunt where we can manage it or whoever goes in on the lease with me can actually manage it and make it a 
a hunting spot that we'd want to go to, you know, every time. Uh, but, you know, with land and everything, man, it's tricky sometimes. Two other things. One of the things I was telling you earlier is um, I found some pieces of private property that I've seen turkeys on the same pieces quite a few times. So I'm planning on writing a letter to the owner and maybe going to meet with him face to face and just ask him if there's any chance I could get permission, you know, just to hunt and just take one bird off the property, you know, because it is a, a one bird for this season. And it's only one bird a season. Well, it used to be two, but you know, oh, populations yeah, are I down. forgot. It's, it's not like, yeah, they're birds, but they're not waterfowl. <laughs> yeah. So, um, another thing is when I was walking in the state forest, actually today, um, two spots I found in the state forest that were really flooded because of all the rain. And one of the spots I jumped six ducks, and another spot I jumped ten. Did you mark it on Onyx? I did mark it, but um, you know, I I've never seen water there before, and I didn't get a good look at them. But I think they might have been wood ducks that were in there. Ooh, dude, I'd love to shoot a woody. So you know, we'll see. Maybe next fall, if there's still water down there, you know, maybe that's some a place they'd come back to, or maybe they were just nesting there. I mean, yeah, well, it's always good to go scattered out once you see them there. Um, well, well, heck. We used to be, you know, solely on a, a fishing podcast, kind of transitioned to hunting there for a little bit, but going back to our roots, man, walleye run. God, I hate the walleye run. It's something we talk about every year. <laughs> I um, hate the walleye run We always so say much. we're excited, but, um, you know, by the end of the season, we're always pretty much done with it. I, yeah, I am, I'm, it's inevitable. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go fish the walleye run. I'm going to go sit my happy butt between a bunch of old guys all trying to fish the same rock and going to get tangled, going to get mad, not going to get a dang fish and I'm going to get mad and I'm going to do it and I'm going to go and do it with a great attitude and leave saying I'm never going to the river again. (laughs) Yeah. Every single year I say, you know what? I'm going to go down there a lot less this year than I did the past years, but it never happens. Dude, sometimes it's just, I mean, heck with working and going to school, it's just the easiest way to go. You can't always make a trip up to the lake. Yeah. And that's something where if you only have an hour or two, you know, going to the lake doesn't make a lot of sense. And on Heck, the weekends, it's like an hour drive to go to the lake. <laughs> yeah, and on the weekends, the ramps can just be so busy, which is everyone trying to get out on the lake. So. Yeah, you got to get there like an hour before light. Yeah, so sometimes, I mean, the river is just the only chance you have to hook a walleye that day. So And heck, we, yeah, we live so close to it. It's like maybe a five-minute drive. So. Yeah, and it's kind of a tradition of mine, too, just to go down there. Just go down there and, and lose some gear. Yeah. You know, the river's been taken. You know, the saying, the river giveth, the river taketh. And the river's been taken a bunch of my shit the past yeah, couple a lot years from so you lately. It, this year might be a river giving me stuff so we you know we might we might test our luck well we will we know i will um but yeah you just got that new uh that new boat and you're probably gonna hit up hit up the lake as soon as that thing is out of storage you're gonna hit up some reefs and do some jigging and you know maybe some trolling some other stuff too you know yeah, we got to go make some hair jigs up and, and go jigging on the reefs. That's what we need, uh, some, some hair jigs. I heard that purple one's pretty good. Oh, dude, that purple one works like a charm. <laughs> I'll have to get some of those. Some crusty lure hair jigs. <laughs> you make me some crusty lure hair jigs, buddy, I'll take you fishing. Hey, that's a, that's a deal I can do. <laughs> okay. Um, well, Kenny, uh, appreciate you coming back. Is there anything else uh, you're excited for? Looking uh, forward to anything you know, else? I'm excited for a lot of stuff. Uh, there's stuff I get excited for, you know, before the season, like deer hunting. If you ask me about deer hunting right now, I'm not too excited about it, but come August, I will. So that's kind of how I am right now about turkey, getting ready for yeah. turkey hunting. Yeah, right now, I'm, oh, man, I completely forgot. I'm going up to, uh, oh, man, I'm, 
I'm so behind on everything. I, I was telling Kenny before the podcast, I got so in a waterfowl and so just busy. I feel like a moron when it comes to bass fishing again. Like I'm going to let's see, um I'm gonna go I'm going to Lake Dale Hollow on the twenty sixth. And I was talking to my buddy and I was like, Man, I don't even know what to get. Like, do do I have rods? Do I even have my fishing rod still? Like I have all the stuff and I have all the gear, but I need to I need to get some more. So I'm like Dude, I need a list. I am so behind on all this stuff. I need a list. And I just, first time in a while, I felt like an idiot when it comes to fishing. That's <laughs> what happens when you kind of change all your gears to, to hunting. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I'm excited for some bass, uh, bass fishing this summer or spring, summer, some walleye fishing out in the lake, hopefully. Hopefully, I don't have to stay in the river. And, and yeah, trying to get all these technical difficulties figured out. Instagram still, still locked up the, uh, the Krusty Cast account. Um, we uh we did some test runs with cameras fil- uh, filming our hunts. Sadly, we didn't see anything, so it was kind of we didn't really test too much. But I'm thinking this summer, uh, this summer we might actually have some video content on YouTube and 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 whatnot, and yeah, some stuff to look forward to for for you guys who enjoy the cast. If anyone has a live scope unit they want to donate to me, uh, hit me up on Instagram at Kaylagrand4. Um, well, Kenny, great. I think it was a great podcast back. We definitely had a lot to talk about since we didn't get to do any of these throughout the season. So sorry to, to all those out there. If, um, there was a lot of rambling on, I'm going to have to go through and, and filter some of that, but, um, appreciate you coming back, Kenny. And, uh, hopefully we can do some of these more and more consistently and, uh, get back to it. Thanks for having me. And thank you guys for tuning in and, uh, hopefully see you guys soon on the next one.